Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Spidey Dude Experience. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood host of the program. Before we get started, gotta thank our patrons at patreon.com slash Network. Patrons such as Allison, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Catherine, Kale, Kegar, Laura, Master Dramon, Phoenician, Scott, Vanessa, and Vicky. As well as our VIPs, Scott, Sebastian, Vinkman, and Winnipeg Webhead. Thank you guys for your support over on Patreon.com slash Network. And the show that is exclusive, going to be exclusive to the Spidey Dude Radio Network's Patreon page will be Books of X here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. You've got also our Spidey Dude Vault series, which is Clone Saga Chronicles, the show that started all of this over on Spidey-Dude.com. Show all about Spider, the Spider-Man Clone Saga and the Sp- Clone Saga-related characters. We've also got Spectacular Radio. Spectacular Radio is the show all about the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series that ran in 2008 and 2009 on Kids WB and Disney XD for Seasons 1 and 2. Speaking of Seasons 1 and 2, we've got Jack and Hobby Trujillo, Season 2 of Amazing Spider-Man Classics. They're a father and son duo that covers Spider-Man from the beginning. Of course, then we have the Sabi Sim Era podcast. And last but certainly not least, we have... Voices from the Eerie, a Gargoyles podcast, the show all about gargoyles. And the sister show to this show here on the Spider Dude Radio Network's YouTube channel, Make Mine Mayday, the show all about Spider Girl and her world. Of course, if you are listening to the audio edition of this program, thank you. Give us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing via leaving us an email over on our e- uh, our email over on uh, Spidey Dude Radio Network at gmail.com. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood webmaster and executive producer of this show, and I am joined with Adam, our art apologist himself. Hello, Adam. Here I am. Hello. How's it going, Zach? It's going good. It's going good. So it's good to take the focus off you, and it's just me and Adam for here for a little bit. Um, <laughs> we will uh, be doing having more individuals showing up on the episode. We're going to be covering a couple of issues tonight. If you're looking at the cover here, we're going to be covering uh, issues 23 and 24 of the current sixth volume of Spider-Man. We've already got some comments rolling in. We've got SoFlo saying hello, as well as Vickman. Uh, Vickman says he's ready to to rip and tear into the latest issues of ASM. And we have Andrew. Hello, Andrew. I was just looking uh, before we got started on the episode tonight. And uh, we've gained over 100 subscribers almost since the beginning of the year. So thank you to all that are here. Also, hello, Ryan. Um, If you've not already subscribed to the channel, be sure to do so. Give us a like, share, and subscribe. We'll let you know live on our next shows. Also, check out our shorts if you've not already done so. And if you're coming from the shorts, let us know. So, um. Yeah, so I, I, I've also read Mary Jane Black Cat uh, 5. We're going to do a satellites-centric episode, I think, for Patreon next month, since we're running out of uh, month here in April. So if you are not a part of the Patreon, might want to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash network. <clears throat> All right, so uh, I think Friday is the next episode of Voices. I'm not sure. I think Gargoyles came out today. I need to double check. I think it came out today. So um, if you've not checked out Gargoyles, check out the Gargoyles comic from Dynamite Comics. 
All right. So we're going to be covering. Uh, I probably should talk a little bit about the uh, about what's been going on and um, with news. Should should I while we're waiting on the other two, Adam? You're on mute. Yeah, might as well. So um, there was some footage that was shown at CinemaCon talking about uh, Craven the Hunter. Are are you looking oh forward to this Craven the Hunter? Um, look, I, I I read the description, and from the description, it makes me want kind of want to see this. I'm going to see it because I mean it's Spider Man, even though it's not Spider Man. Uh, are you going to go see it? Uh, I don't really know yet. The description is interesting, <laughs> but I don't know. So I know everyone's all upset because this is looking like it's going to be R and Venom was not. So, yeah. See, okay. Yes, Venom should have. Venom's also like, they they want the kids to go see that. I feel like they probably don't care if the kids see Craven or not. Well, it, it also decreases the level of expectation. Let's be real. By um, by basically um, making it R, you're not the expectation is you is you're not going to have as big of an audience to go see it. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I man, this was a very big uh, CinemaCon had a lot of stuff going on. You had the um, I think the Flash was, was screened. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I think it was screened today, and so we'll see what happens. But it, look, this was a, a very interesting. So from CinemaBlend.com, uh. Apparently, Craven the Hunter shows off his classic suit, a rhino, and the guaranteed R rating. So, quote from them, a huge component of the Sony Pictures Entertainment presentation at CinemaCon 2023 involved the studio's commitment to the Spider-Man and properties associated with his universe. Uh, Sony Pictures Animation dedicated a chunk of time to showing those in attendance extended footage from Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We already consider its predecessor into the Spider-Verse, one of the best Spider-Man movies ever made. Uh, in addition to that tease for the upcoming anime release, Sony showed a sizzle reel from the upcoming cast. Aaron Taylor Johnson in the lead role as one of Spidey's classic baddies, and here's what they saw. As was previously reported, he looks positively ripped in the part of Sergei Krivanov, the Russian immigrant and son of aristocracy who comes in the comics comes to America to hunt Spider-Man. The version of Craven will take creative liberties with his origin story, which is one of the six quick things that we have known about the film. But Craven the Hunter has plenty of action, violent kills, and an R rating, which will be a first for Sony's Marvel label. As part of the footage, they do see Craven pick up his classic comic book suit that fans are dying to see on screen. But the footage stops short of having Taylor Johnson put the suit on. Some things have to be safe in the movie. But they did at least get to see the introduction of a rhino, and it looked sick. Craven the Hunter in this film is a hunter. He takes down countless men in vicious fashion, has daddy issues, don't they all? Uh, that's literally a quote. Uh, Craven's on-screen dad is Russell Crowe, so you know that leads to problems. Craven the Hunter is the, just the tip of the iceberg in terms of Spider-Man projects that are being produced by Sony, including Dakota Johnson's Madam Web and Venom Number no. 3, which recently added Ted Lasso star Juno Temple, and they were reported, reportedly pivotal 
There have been announcements on an El Muerto movie and Bullet Train co-star Bad Bunny and other upcoming Marvel movies. And of course, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is expected to transition to the third animated feature film, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. While you wait for more information on the live-action Spider-Man projects, feast your eyes on the latest trailer, and basically they're wanting you to click on the trailer for uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Meantime, we'll have to wait and see how Craven the Hunter begins to use Spider-Man if the movie uses Spider-Man at all. As mentioned, the character's gateway into the Spider-Man's world was the infamous big-game hunter coming to New York City to try to capture Spider-Man, which he considered the greatest prey. There'll be different motivators driving Aaron Taylor-Johnson moving forward, no doubt, but we'd like to, they'd like to see Craven start to cross paths the already established characters in the spinoff universe, like when Michael Morbius crossed paths with Michael Keaton's vulture. Oh my God. Teasing the <laughs> construction of some kind of Sinister Six. Stay tuned for more updates. <clears throat> so as that will drop. So that's from cinemablend.com. I will put the link down in the description below. Oh boy. So, um, okay some people are uh, they forgot to mention the hypno hustler movie so i look um, i'd rather see that than el muerto i feel like i'm hoping that el muerto just kind of slowly fades away <laughs> um well unfortunately because bad bunny is doing actual professional wrestling i and actually fairly good at it considering he was not ever trained. Um, I, I, I think it's gonna, I think it's going to happen. I think I guarantee you now that uh, the UFC and, and WWE are about to merge. Endeavor is going to sit there and, and reach out to Sony and th there will be a, a pre premium live event. Cause they don't call it pay-per-view anymore. <laughs> guarantee. El Muerto. It'll be like WWE Backlash presented by El Muerto in theaters in uh, in October or whatever. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know how to say your name, by the way. MD Masoon Rana Duan. I, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Andrew Halley says, I won't be surprised without Craven the Hunter and Deadpool 3 if more and more Marvels become rated R. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, that's true. And Avengers Endgame came out. God, has it really been that long? Holy crap. So much has happened since Endgame happened. Yes. <laughs> Putting it lightly, yes. Well, nobody cares about them. I mean, look, Sony is going to sit there and they're going to scrape from every single corner of this barrel. Um, I shouldn't, though. <laughs> Yeah, do speaking they, do of, they need to. Like, yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. So, also, um, as released on on uh, Marvel's website, uh, the other big news that happened while we were gone uh, was the addition of some Sony related properties <laughs> that oh yes uh, were put up on Disney Plus, which was uh, significant. Uh, a significant win for for Marvel fans, as um, this was a big major announcement uh, that was made. Was it last week? Yeah. I did a short on it, so if you did not watch the short, um, it happened on four twenty. Was the announcement April twentieth? So, um, 
so they put spider uh all three of the toby Maguire spider-man films are all up on disney plus the first andrew garfield film and venom and homecoming will come out on may 12th so four of them are up now on on disney plus this is a, all a part I, I know people are like oh is it We've talked about this before, but this is a part of the deal that was struck in 2021 between Sony and Disney, where Sony is going to put all of their first run stuff will be on Netflix. And then basically the second run of stuff will be now on um, on Disney Plus. It is a licensing agreement. Um, so. Uh, Andrew Garfield's first film is already on there. ASM two. I don't know. Uh, that's going to be, that's going to be a, a, um, I, I, these, these are dropping very infrequently and I think they have to let the deals. I, I think stars has a deal for the two, um, Tom Holland films that they have to let finish or something. And then it goes to Netflix and then, right, then it'll yeah. go to Netflix, I think, uh, so, if I was a betting man into the spider verse will be on, I think in June, I, I, I just was, I, I literally think that that is going to happen. I think we'll see an announcement next month that uh, it'll be up on Disney plus. I it's, it makes too much sense for it not to be, especially with the new film coming out. Um, so Evia has a question says, do you think the Craven the Hunter movie would be good or really bad? We haven't seen a trailer yet, so I don't depends. know. <laughs> yeah. It depends on the script and the directing. I think, you know, it'll be well shot. I mean, the, say what you will about Morbius. Most of Morbius was well shot. The CGI was a little dodgy, but it was pretty well shot. So it was just a horrific script and well, yeah. So, it, well, listen, Sony has to, they have to use their IP. They don't have much IP right now other than Ghostbusters um, and Men in Black. And we saw how well Men in Black went <laughs> when they tried to reboot it because they took all the charm out of it. Um, it it's re which is really weird because technically Men in Black is a, is a Marvel property or Disney property because Malibu. Um, the IP is actually Disney Interesting. Uh, because it was a Malibu comic. Mm -hmm. That's a fun fact, but um, yeah, many I people do not know Men in Black was a comic. Yeah, yeah, I think they did a didn't there wasn't a comic binge done on on the Men in Black comic. No, no. We're also simulcasting on the Comic Binge YouTube channel, so hello everybody from Comic Binge. Um, so. Eh, Look, I, I'll go watch it. We'll do a review of it, just like we're going to do a review very shortly after um, the new Miles movie comes out. So anytime there's a Spidey-related film, you're going to see a review here on the channel. That's that's just standard operating procedure. At this well, point. we barely did Morbius, but <laughs> we gave Listen, our brief thoughts on that. Do you really think we could have devoted an entire episode... I was impressed that Brad was able to do that. Truth be told. Um, because Morbius was bad. Probably could have just... done like 
40 minutes <laughs> if i'm being generous yeah i mean it's it, so we'll uh, we'll definitely have i think a lot more to talk about with across spider-verse because that'll be a crossover oh, with yeah. make my mayday because of the mayday elements too so yeah uh, i mean we we reviewed it it just wasn't like a big one so um okay so it was like a couple sentences <laughs> is there any other oh um in toy news they did announce the the um let me get the image up of uh they announced a new two-pack on 420 with a green goblin oh yeah that looks really good actually um is a two-pack with mary jane and green goblin i'll get the images up as soon as i can find them because they're lost uh come on also they announced a new joe fix it which if you uh missed out on that build a figure um they doing a re-release which is actually pretty good there it is all right so it's going to be part of the Hasbro Pulse um, line of animated series figures. The first two-pack is already out. Um, this one is going to be out later on this year, I think, as I save the images. I wasn't expecting to do a news episode, so otherwise I would be far more um, prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what are you gonna do all right downloads there we go now it's been interesting because here's the green goblin this one looks really good um yeah looks the they basically the torso is reuse but and the but the gloves are not and they basically this looks straight up like the 90s show same yeah. thing with with Mary Jane. She looks great. So yep. these are all the figures that are a part of the two pack line. Now there are a few figures that were retro carded that have been released. Black Cat, uh, notably, um, Kingpin is kind of very much looks like the '90s show, but it's been these are specifically designed to to be looking like the '90s show. Also, uh, the Venom, uh, the Venom. Uh, uh, Hasbro con has con exclusive. So uh, they've been, they've been leaning into this more and more. Um, this is very similar to what they did with X-Men last year um, with the X-Men retro, uh, the X-Men uh, VHS releases. These are all two packs. So these are a little different than the single packs that we're seeing. So uh, uh, we did get a poster for cross spider verse Peter B. Parker and baby made which uh, uh, I'm wondering if this movie is a complete success. And baby made Parker is a breakout hit. Do you think Marvel? No, they're not going to pull the trigger. Tevia. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I until think, it happens, I, think... I, yeah. I just, I don't see it happening. I'm sorry, guys. It, I don't really. The thing is, is I don't, I don't know about him having a kid in the mainline continuity. I'm not necessarily opposed to it, but I feel like I don't know. I I think I think that's a little that might be a little too much. I feel like if they have an uh, an alt continuity book where he has a kid going at some point, like that's cool. 
I'm just not sure about him, uh, him actually canon having a kid because then I, well, I'm not sure necessarily if he should can have a kid because then who knows what's going to happen to that kid later on down the line. You know what I mean? Agreed. Sorry. I was drinking. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, but do you leave Paul? We'll finally, we'll see. I, mean, I, look, think Paul's, the, the Paul? I think, I think Paul's time is coming to an end soon, but Misery Brick does bring up a point. I mean, it's reasonable to ask for Spider Girl reprints. Um, yeah. I, I, think I, that, I think I think that'll happen. I think that's more plausible. Uh, do I okay? Do I do I see a Tom Holland Spider Man Craven the Hunter fight in Spider Man Four? Until we get, for, yeah. Um. So there is going to be an entire wave that is rumored to come out later this year to be focused that are going to be designed specifically pulled from X-Men 92. That's been, it's, it, that was part of the, um, rectangular leaks that that was going to be something that they were going to do. Uh, they did a lot of that last year with these, with these VHS releases, but these are going to be specifically, um, Yeah. So, oh, uh, I did not know about this. Unfortunately, Hasbro made themselves look really bad from Vinkman. Uh, unfortunately, Hasbro made themselves look really bad this week for sending Pinkerton detectives after a customer who mistakenly got a magic card set before the official street date. Oh, boy. Yeah, so that's a mess. I heard, um, so, I heard something about that briefly. I didn't really read the whole thing, but I skimmed something strange happening with that. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, depends on it depends on if it was an if it was an accident. But uh, look, Hasbro is they have the, the there's leaks all the time with Hasbro. Let's be real. You look at the rectangular leaks, I mean almost every one of those leaks. You go watch that video. He leaked every, the entire roadmap almost for all of this year. Uh, there, I think there's been a, a few surprises, but for the most part, it has been basically, um, you know, everything that was announced in that live stream last last time. Um, he might have gotten the designs wrong. I think he mentioned um, it was going to be Spider Woman, like uh, like the classic Jessica Drew suit and the classic Ben Riley a Spider Man suit. Um, but I, I kind of felt like that was going to be beyond whenever that was announced. Um, so I think those go on. Those pre-orders are coming out in May for the new retro card waves. We'll see. Also, hello to uh, to our executive producer Quilson Quilson. Uh, get the Spider-Man two. So my goal is to have purchased the PS Five by that point, and when it comes out, I'll try to get it on release day um, or pre-order it on release day, so that way I can do some review so i will try to stream it on twitch um and you guys can be a part of that when i did that so yeah uh, there there yeah this was a yeah, look i yeah i mean 
these toy companies are, are <laughs> doing a lot of a lot of not so uh, not so good things. So, but that is that is my plan on the on the Spider Man Two game as soon as I get a hold of it, and then we'll do a, probably a full blown review. It'll probably be me and Javi. Um, I don't know who else. I know Javi. <laughs> I don't know who Javi besides me and Javi are getting it. So. Um, I will definitely have a review episode where we'll review it and it'll be spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, you know, I may do like a initial thoughts the day of release, maybe as a, a short or a series of shorts. Um, yeah. So we're, we're well, uh, going to keep, that's if you beat it, <laughs> depending on how long it takes you to beat. Listen, I think I played miles three days straight and I got it, but that was by day two, my eyes were very tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, but miles is a much shorter game. This, uh, you know, I think yeah. it took me, I think it took me 10 days to, to beat um, the first game. And I expect this game to be even bigger just because. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh crossing fingers for the sensational suit in that game. I I would bet uh 100 out of 100. I think the popular suits from the previous game are going to get brought to this game, so get yeah. ready for things like uh a guarantee I I would be very surprised if the Scarlet Spider suit's not in the game, if um all the MCU suits are not in the game. Um to me, that would that you know, that that was part of the fun was earning all those suits. So, uh, black suits got to be in the game though. Uh, sensational in black suit and um, Captain Universe. There's there's a few there's quite a few suits that weren't in the first game. They'll probably like- since Venom is in this one, they'll pro. I I imagine there will be you know their black suit, and then there will be like a classic DLC black suit for the. Uh, whatever the um, mm-hmm. DLC missions are. I also anticipate like the Ramos design um, black suit. Oh yeah. That, yeah. That <laughs> I, you know, there'll, there'll be some, some more recent suits, but you know, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a few suits that, that need to, uh, Oh, spider boy. I, I, you know what? I like I like that design. I I think it's pretty good. Uh, Neil says else, it's a it's a pretty good costume. He guarantees the the No Way Home ending costume is going to be a well. I mean, it's yeah. the only MCU suit that's not in. Um, mm-hmm. I also anticipate hopefully they'll have the ASM two suit. Yeah, because that wasn't in the game. Um, the the ASM one suits in the game. I anticipate all the movie suits will be in the game. Because Sony has access to all those Mm -hmm. and Marvel is going to make that available. Um, It is interesting to me that we have not because there's no a three. There's there hasn't been a trailer. They've been playing this very, very close to the vest. Um, I, I it's interesting. There's been a few leaks. There's been like the voice actor says that there's they're still working on it which slightly concerns me. 
Um, but I think if we're hearing that, uh, here's what I anticipate. If we don't have a specific Sony level event, San Diego Comic-Con, I think is going to be a good spot for it. Um, oh yeah. That's because cause that's like, that's like two months out. I think that would be, there'll probably be like maybe a panel perhaps. I, you got to think that there's going to be a pan of a, a Marvel video game panel at San Diego. I mean, it, it's too perfect. I mean, this San Diego is going to be huge, huge. Oh yeah, because you've got fant- uh, get, almost guarantee the Fantastic Forecast is going to get announced at San Diego at the point. Um, you know the uh, Loki, the official Loki trailer is going to probably come out even though we'll see how much Jonathan major shows up. It. Um, yeah, we did talk about the, uh, the re the restructuring with, um, with Disney, but there's not been any like major th- updates. They did do their second round of layoffs. So do you, do you think we'll get up upscales of the suits from the first game in the sequel to take advantage of the new software? That feels like, yeah, to me, I, it, I think that the when they did the remastered, I think that was what they were, you know, doing that. That's part of the reason they did the remastering, mastering on mm-hmm. that. So, um, the the interesting question is going to be: Is it going to be a PS4 and PS5 like Miles, or is it going to be PS5 exclusive? I think they confirmed it was PS5 exclusive. So I think so it's unfortunate because. <laughs> I would well, I would get it for PS4, no doubt, but I I think it's a PS5 exclusive because PS5 is like you know the big dog now. Well, they're finally the, the scalpers are finally uh, having to sell them at or below retail price now. So the the the, uh, the supply constraints. Damn it, Andrew! You're making me feel old. That Infinity War came out five years ago. <laughs> Freaking a, dude. Um, so, boy, um, let me, we're, we're, we're 30 minutes in and we're avoiding talking about these two issues because let's be real. Spoiler Uh, alert. There's not much that happens. That's true. Actually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I know that there are some that are going to be, I know Chris is going to jump on, I think, and Paul's jumping on as soon as he can. So as soon as, as soon as we get the rest of them here, we'll, we'll deep dive into these, into these issues. But I'm just, a lot of people are hating on these books and I'm like, man, you know, the next issue, that's an entirely different story. The, the, we've recently updated the cover, which is a really gorgeous cover, by the way, 25 has got a nice cover. I I like that. One of the best of this run, probably. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, the simplicity it, see, is nice. So here's the thing, Ryan. Here's my hot take. They're not bad. They're okay. <laughs> they're okay. They're, they're, yeah. they're, listen, we've I've reviewed much worse books than these. Like, not necessarily on this show, but on like my time on Crawl Space, my time on on Clone Saga Chronicles. There was much worse issues than these. Um, I think the artwork's really good. Uh, I think the, uh, it, you can tell when 
but these are decompressed as hell. And that's probably my biggest gripe with them is that they're decompressed. And I think I, I think I know why that is. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Like yeah, I say, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Like, and cause I think, cause I know, cause well, spoilers, Paul has said that too. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. I, but I'm curious cause I want to do a little compare and contrast and it'll help prove my point. I think as to why they feel particularly so decompressed. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Also, the free comic book day next week. We'll oh, have yeah. the comic day issues. So our next episode will be probably covering that and the 25th issue, I think, is probably what I'm going to do. Uh, it's funny because we, we never did last year's, I don't think. <laughs> At least I don't. You know, I actually still have an extra copy for from uh, that I got for, for Javi, and I never got it to him. So, oops. Sorry, Javi. Damn. <laughs> um, it's literally on my stack over there. I, I I'll, I'll need to ship it. But what I'll probably do is, if Javi can't get it this year, then I'll. Um, I I got to figure out how I'm going to get my copy, honestly. Um, because I still don't have a car. Listen, I no, it's not just you making me feel. It's you know, time. <laughs> Uh, well, it's like it's crazy for me to think. I mean, this this Labor Day will be the third anniversary of this show, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling very nostalgic because this year is the 25th anniversary of SpideyDude.com. So um, there is some. I'm working on something for late May, early June that. I've talked about what I've wanted to do. And it's one of the things I've talked about wanting to do in the past and just haven't had the time to do it yet. So um, trying to put everything together. I will also be on an episode of the Vactorverse here on YouTube. Um, I think that will be next month. It's going to be a few weeks from now. Um, he's in the process of editing it. There's a couple people that are before me. So um I appreciate that, Vingman. We'll see what happens. Uh, if I can get out and and about and swing by the comic book store, then um, you know what they ought to do, though. They ought to. You're 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 putting it on the first weekend of the month, right? Mm-hmm. First weekend. Of May. What else is coming out? The first weekend in May. Guardians. Why not put them at? Why not? Send them to like your theater chains. They should, yeah. Like, it's a great idea, actually. <laughs> like, it would be you put a freaking display, and they're free, and they're just they're freebies, and then you take them, and and, and come like this is this writes itself. And I understand free comic book days for comic shops specifically. Yeah. I understand that, but if you're already mass producing these books. Why not put them at AMC's Regal's, you know, mine is a stars. Mine's a showbiz cinema that's near that's down the street from me. Um, So it's not like a big chain, but, you know, like, I, yeah, that costs money. And the mouse don't want to. Sp- <laughs> that's that's true. Probably. <laughs> well, especially because, you know, they are. It's funny how how. Disney is in such cost-cutting mode 
See, Tevia, I, I, I can't, I can't agree with you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to agree to disagree on this one. I'm sorry. They're, they're not F minus. They are. I understand you're mad about the Paul story and the fact that Mary Jane and Peter aren't together. I understand that, but we're not. I mean, next next episode. That's gonna be. That's gonna be where, you know, the that's gonna be the 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 breaking point. If those if that issue in yeah. that storyline is unsatisfactory, I can see retroactively looking at the, at these two issues and saying, yeah, they're not there. They're, the story itself will be is hinging on this explanation. Um, if you read yeah. Black, Black Hat Mary Jane, Jane today, there, there's a big hint, truth be told, um, because Black Cat specifically says, something and Mary Jane res- response says something else. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, do you want me to spoil it, Adam? As I don't think you've no, 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 you can, you can later, later. Okay. So, um, to me, talk about a mini series that poor Jed McKay. Holy, holy <laughs> crap. Uh, what a, I didn't hate that issue, but this is my least favorite set of books written by Jed McKay that he's done on Spider-Man, period. Like, what a letdown of a letdown. <laughs> um, so I'll have the... I'm going I'm to pull the issues covers up. Man, where is everybody? Uh, question from Tevia. Do you think Mary Jane will die in issue 25 or 26 or will the fallen friend kill off Aunt May, which would be one shot to Captain America instead? Um, I think fallen friend is just Captain America. I think that has to do with the uh, Cold War thing they're doing right now. Yeah. So I don't. Here's the thing. They're they're doing an awful lot of of hype. Um, I don't think Mary Jane dies. That would be, that would be the lazy play, probably. <laughs> it, well, and and it's we kind of obvious. Well, yeah, if if you're gonna kill her off, it's it's incredibly telegraphed, and I think that. But maybe that's that, the bait and switch, like. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well. It. Supposedly we got two more coming. So hi um, Kelly. Hi, hi, hi Kelly. Uh, <laughs> so, um, they said how to pronounce their name earlier. Hang on, let me scroll back up. Make sure I'm saying it right. Uh, Mass. All right, we'll just go with Mass. All right. So Mass says, "I am like, okay, I've read worse. It's mediocre." But Marvel is like, "What if Zeb Wells can't visit cons after this? It's that bad." Right. Yeah. Which like. I was reading someone say that's like marketing essentially could just be like, they're not really being serious about that. Like they could be serious, but they could also be not as serious and they're just, it's, you know, it's just kind of a marketing tactic. Yeah. So I don't know that 
I the story. I mean, the story is like okay, but it's it's just kind of a mess. Just it just doesn't. I don't feel like. I don't know. It 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 it's it rubs me the wrong way with how it's. I guess rubbing everyone else the wrong way. I don't know if you. I don't know if you should be doing this. Like you need to have, you need to have drama and stakes but this is something that just doesn't feel like the right way to go about it uh, no um here's the here's the thing pretty much all of the questions by the end of this episode of the books we're covering tonight is answered except for the mary jane part um yeah and and this and Neil brings up a great point. Yeah, here. not good. This right here. Um, allegedly, Wells is getting threats IRL, which is way too far over the line. We can't say, you know, what type of threats because YouTube will de- they're like they'll come after us. But don't, yeah, don't if do you that. are if you're a part of the community that decides that that's a, that you feel like that, that's an OK thing. Don't like to me. This is that's entirely over the line. You had you're making threats over what you're assuming is going to happen, mm-hmm. not what's on the page, but what you're assuming is going to happen. That's ridiculous. It's utterly ghastly. Um, Ryan says it's a marketing play. It's called threat marketing, which is r- not really hate farming, but trying to create a narrative is that is just to prep people to know it's going to be bad. And again, this is this is something that Marvel has done. 25 years yeah i mean uh, since the first reboot we've gotten this type of shock jock marketing bullshit that um nothing will ever be the same again you know it, it, it is incredibly sad to see people like the like dude like the Marvel's reaction. We talk about the Marvel's reaction for a second while we're waiting on everybody coming here. I'm about to text everybody. everybody So the Marvel's trailer drops, right? And then you got the, the comics gate guys that are like, it's like, bro, like, So, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, the thing is, though, there are some blind supporters of Marvel who then attack anyone who criticizes sign Casey Anthony lookalike, apparently. That's just today. Yeah, that was Kelly. Kelly got that today that somebody tried to compare her to Casey Anthony. Well, hello, Neil. Uh Oh, I thought you were dead. Stop it. You, were... you, you kept begging. I came. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be here, but I am. <laughs> I, I agree, Andrew. The Marvel's trailer looks really great. I looks it looks like a a gobsmack. But, but Zach, but Zach, how are we going to make our YouTube videos with an overly aggressive thumbnail? Getting mad about Brie Larson, dude. The the one that just we should do. Me. We should start doing that. <laughs> we should just do it. We should just start copy pasting Zeb Wells onto like our thumbnails and just going. Uh, I don't know. The Zeb Wells arrow. isn't woke. Um. Um. 
Shitty Zeb Wells run gets woke. Peter is a cock. <laughs> I mean, I did do, I did do kind of, like that. I did do kind of a clickbaity title for today's episode. You know, yeah, good job. Hard. So and, and like we go soft on the issues. Listen, <laughs> the mo- listen we're soft the tra- on the issues here. <laughs> on the marbles, the trailer looks fine. I'm not really like into it, but I don't know. Sure. I like Bray. Oh, Bray. I'm assuming Bree. Yeah. Uh, here's yeah. Here's the thing. Um, the marketing was cringe. The movie was fine. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, not, and, my, fa- and then, like, not my favorite of the MCU, but I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't really have many MCU favorites, honestly. Again, like I said on uh, Twitter a while ago, MCU films are a C between a C plus and an A plus. For me. Oh, well, is that what you have for for our, uh, ringtone? That's my uh, uh, Go Go Power Rangers. So, by the way, mm. 30th anniversary special out on Netflix right now. How do we feel about the upcoming Flash? Oh. oh, no, go ahead. Upcoming Flash movie. Okay, listen. Um, Ezra Miller is insane. Um, the movie looks kind of lame. Um, cool, I guess. That's all I got. That neither Neither one inspires a lot of hope in me. I'm a very cynical man. So you'll forgive me yeah. if I don't care a whole lot about either one of these. Uh, I, I I've, I've watched the second trailer for Flash. I am very. Um, yes, I will send it to you, Kelly. I'll, yeah, I'll, I bought I bought it off of um, Apple, so I, I, I don't know. I yeah, I'll, I'll get you the ring. I'll get you the ring Um. You know why I got the ringtone? Fun fact. I'm afraid to ask. I got it for my Apple Watch, but then Apple right. doesn't allow chimes on your Apple Watch, which is stupid. Damn. <laughs> so I actually have the um, the chime for uh, next generation, too. It's one of my text tones. So fun yeah, fact. What would you think of Picard? Uh, so I only watched. Okay, so I have not watched the full series. I did watch the last episode. I enjoyed it. Um, um, I meant like a third season because we don't talk about the first two seasons. Those don't exist. Uh, I only watched <laughs> the last episode. The the only and... one we talk about is Ro- the only ep- the only thing from season two that carried over was Laris, and the, and then she kind of just vanished as soon as the. Uh, the t- yeah, the rest of the TNG group. I was. Uh, I was happy to see that the crew was back together. I knew that Jonathan Frakes was in for a substantial role because of the fact that uh, his filming actually affected voices from the eerie fun fact. Uh, We, uh, they had to jump around to, to, you know, work around his schedule. So um, it'd be interesting to see what they do if they're going to do that legacies series. So uh, Radiac. Hello, Radiac. Um, hi guys, how it's going? How much did you miss? Uh, I talked about the news, so talked about Craven, talked about, um, you know, I, I could break out the the scream for this one. Don't break out the soundboard, Zach. Don't break oh. it out. Um, what do you mean? You mean this one? 
He gets muted. Uh-huh. You did this to yourself. <laughs> I can unmute myself, sir. I think it was too quiet anyway. No. Well. Oh, that's out. <laughs> well, he's still trying. That that's that's uh um from Spider-Man One. Kelly thinks it's hysterical. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, do. How do you feel about Picard season three and its final season? Because, uh, yeah, no, it, look, it's it's a it's a send off that. It's better than Nemesis. It's much, much better. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying. Compared to the ending we got with Star Trek Nemesis, this is far and away a better send off for the next gen crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't you're, hear the sound. You're, you're looking. You're looking for Strange New World season two. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, you know, again, I have not been watching. I have. I have not been watching much Star Trek lately. So, um, so I figure it, it, it compared to the swapple and Gwen and MJ had now with interchangeable parts of Spidey's dead girlfriend. Do we want to talk about the cover for ASM twenty five while we're here? Oh, you want you want to talk about the J, uh, the J Scott Campbell K-pop you, you cover? Oh, the variant, the K, yeah, the K-pop variant. Oh, first of so, all, thank you. Can, can can do you can you pull it up and put it on the? Or, yeah, or, hang you, on. You set it up. So okay, it's an anniversary issue he of Spider Man. We knock them down. Um, and when you have an anniversary issue of Spider Man, guess who's going to provide a variant cover without fail, inevitably. And that's J. Scott Campbell because the man only does covers now. Doesn't do interiors. I don't know when the last time it was he did interiors, but he it did has a, been... he did he did a page for Marvel Comics number one thousand. Yeah. The, Again, the Conway written thing about Gwen and Mary Gwen. Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find it. Here we go. It's got to be good money though. Just doing covers. I mean, oh, dude, he's well. He's. I mean, basically. And he's selling them direct. So basically, he 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 all the profit he has he has no he has no overhead and no profit or and no um, loss in profit. Hang on, here I found it. This is a cover. <laughs> there it is. Jeez, Louise! What a what a. Okay, so this is apparently is inspired by K-pop. Thank thank you, Kelly, for for. I'm gonna this be out. honest. I I told Kelly this. I didn't see any of that. Like, I didn't um, realize it was K-pop until she told me. I just assumed this was um, the porn cover. <laughs> <laughs> Vinkman says, "Right-click and save." All right, so I'm not even—I'm not even right-clicking and saving this. It doesn't deserve that. So, for the audio listener, we have Black Cat, Gwen, and Mary Jane. Mary Jane's in the middle. Black Cat's to her left. Gwen is to her right. Gwen is wearing a. Um, they're all in mini skirts. Okay, Mary Jane's and Black Cats are pleated. Uh, for some reason, Gwen is wearing has one pantyhose leg on. Um, has Mary a Jane bit of a one sleeve. <laughs> Mary, Mary Jane has one a jacket, sleeve, <laughs> a one sleeved jacket that has shoulder a shoulder pad on it it's fashion also, dude <laughs> also has it. because it's j scott campbell and he doesn't understand female anatomy there is boob socks deluxe um 
Does Felicia, does Felicia have glasses? Why does Felicia have glasses on? Probably she has cat's, the, cat's eye glasses mask. on. Oh, yeah, okay. To emulate the mask, probably. That's cringe. Uh, Just give her the mask. She's hotter in uh, a cat costume. It's like, dude, can he draw them, like, not on their tippy toes ever? Like... J. Scott Campbell drawing women <laughs> on their flat feet challenge. Impossible. That was, yeah, that was what I said that earlier. Was, yeah. <laughs> the the problem private, is, this is so... Pi- private thing. This is... This is... Like when is in a? It's not even a bar. Like why is Gwen Stacy in a barbie dress? It's a corset, I guess. It's it's like a corset thing. Um, it's fashion. It's art. (laughs) Kelly raises a good point. She he knows who buys the cover. It's horny horny twenty five year olds. Yeah, too much money on their hands. Twenty five and between twenty five and forty five year olds. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Twenty five year olds are buying the graphic novels, not the floppies. That's right, dude. One hundred percent certain. Um, the fabric is stapled together. That is true. <laughs> yeah, the, the the MJ skirt. It looks like it was like th- two two or three pieces of fabric. That is, it's just so odd. It looks like a Coachella outfit. It, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mass says I think Campbell definitely looked up K-pop on the wrong site. <laughs> I think look at the I think he looked at the wrong uh, abbreviation. Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, the the man clearly didn't understand. With great power comes great responsibility. You know, uh, yeah. Here we go. Hey, we've okay. got another another person. Our spectacular host as. Of uh, the spectacular Salby Sima era podcast. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I just kind of rushed into the door. So you welcome to the show. Or... <laughs> so uh, Kelly says I'm going to pull the costumes. These are based on. <laughs> yeah, you, you send it to us and let us know, Kelly. We'll throw it up on the screen. But yeah, these are uh, Hi Walter. By the way, um, no, it's not the new Stop. cover to new. Stop trying to make Zeb Wells ASM happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm being is that the, uh, really is that the post that I made the uh, yesterday? No, what? this is no. This is oh, that, I made the post. Oh, I shared J. J. Scott Campbell's uh, post yesterday with these girls. Oh yeah, this, yeah. These there's, an, there's another one coming apparently. By the way, Neil, I understood that reference. Shut up. So. <laughs> <laughs> now you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did it cut out when I put when I played the Great Power, Great Responsibility? Oh, okay. um, you I think drove, she's making. You scared a, Kelly away. She's making. Okay, a, that's the uh, last. Zach, you, Zach, you fool. <laughs> she. Uh, okay. I think she was making a, a joke about like a double entendre. Uh, Zach, did you know who I was talking about, by the way, when I said Shag says hello? Oh, yeah, I knew who Shag. I, I know who the irredeemable Shag is. Hello, okay, Shag. yeah. So, so Radiac, I'm going to say it's not um, Randy or Norman. We know Randy is going to get, not going to get married, but he's in the uh, Tombstone arc. Or at least he should be, considering the solicits. Um, and Norman is confirmed to be, at least the Gold Goblin is confirmed to be in ASM 28, I believe. Is the second Doctor Octopus issue? I think yeah. 
He's in yeah. the reflection on the cover. No, that's that's the first one. The first one, oh, the yeah, first one right. is Peter and Black. The first one is Peter right, and Felicia, yeah. and the second one is Peter and uh, Norman yeah. or Spider-Man and Doc Ock. That's right. Does anyone does anyone remember that supervillain Spider-Man team up where uh, Norman Osborn and Doc Ock met each other when they everyone thought they were dead? This is when Norman was still living in oh, Europe. Oh yeah, he gave his girl and he gave Doc Ock's girlfriend AIDS or something. Gross. <laughs> uh, is, are you talking about the one that was drawn by? Uh... Friends. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. The, it's the, it's superior team up number yeah, eleven and twelve, I believe. Wasn't that the last issue? <laughs> Again, why does Peter trust this guy so much? Well, we kind of gave him the suit, and he pays him. So, um, okay, yes. Yeah, so why is why is Black Cat's skirt flank? Is there? A... <laughs> it listen sexy that's that's all you that's the only yeah oh look at that the the one because it's wind j scott went campbell the room. <laughs> because it's j scott campbell it's all, that's all he does i mean if you've ever seen his booth at if you've ever seen his booth at comic-con it is littered with pictures like this and he makes bank oh dude uh, the man listen the if the man wasn't making bank he would have m- more work doing interiors. He doesn't have to. He, he can sit like there. Eight, he makes he makes eight hundred variant covers, and he just gets away with it. Look, think about it. You could he can sit there and 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 draw ten covers for the month for whatever like anniversary issues going on at Marvel because you know there's got they got something going on, some some big relaunch, some something, and. He can do ten to twenty covers a month and never has to do any interior work. Does he color his own? Does he color his own interior? His own covers? I think so. He's a material boy, and it's a material world. Uh, Walter asks, "Is the villain of this comic for this comic?" It's not, it's not even a comic, though, Walter. This is a variant cover. Uh, rock and a bow tie and make back. Yeah. All right. So no, it has to have it has to have the same body shape as MJ. Well, I mean, every one of his females has the same body type. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, it's like Terry Dodson or Frank Cho. Yeah, at least, at least oh, no, it, Frank. No, no, no. Frank Cho has variety. Yeah, Frank does Cho does. Have variety. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, okay. Are his females thicker? Yes. Good. Well, right. Bye, 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 flow. I mean, it's it's always with Frank Cho. It's kind of like with Jim Valiant. It's it's an homage to his wife, uh, you know, because what they used to look like. So I yeah. give them a lot of credit because they seriously, seriously. I mean, Randy is based on Frank's wife, and and Taro is based on on uh, Holly Golightly, Jim Valiant's wife. So and all the credit in the world to them for doing that. Why and all the naysayers can go, you know, f themselves. Um, you know, Taro, I know you're. I know you like that book, but God, that's so. That's such a terrible book. I would uh, totally do a podcast about that book once Sal Buscema is done. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the most I'm adult sorry. show you on know, the network. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um. I know if I know a guy that did a podcast about Tara, which the Black Rose, and 
it was as much of a disaster as you probably imagined. Oh. So, all right, let's get to the uh, actual issues because we're losing people yeah. at this point. Okay, bye. <laughs> I, I, I didn't read them, so. Bye, Good. You <laughs> saved yourself the heartbreak of therapy. All right, so listen. As I said earlier, I don't hate these issues, so I'm going to do the rundown of these right quick. Um, so let me get my notes open here. Uh, I just want to clear something up for anyone who's... Because somebody asked me about this. The opening of Amazing Spider-Man number one takes place in the middle of this whole story, right? When yes. Peter is ejected and lands in the middle of Pennsylvania and he's screaming at the top of his lungs, it's because he he, he got pushed out by Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Just okay. Yes. This isn't him finding out that Mary Jane had children. <laughs> right. Right. So all right. So we open the issue um, shortly after uh Peter being ejected from the events of the last issue, he basically runs around in his underwear um, for three pages. He was it talks about how he was in Pennsylvania, um, couldn't risk stealing a car. Of course, he doesn't know how to steal a car. He's decent and still he closed, though. So, um, so, you know, Peter says something's not right. He runs to May's house. Um, and she sees him in the, he sees her in the arms of Norman Osborn. He's like, Aunt May, two supervillains. What is your problem? So May, Peter asks what May is doing in the apartment. Um, you know, he's been wondering what's going on. And Peter then throws Norman into the hallway of her apartment complex. Um, and, you know, basically Aunt May says, what, you know, what's going on? He goes to, he goes to his apartment, throws some bunch of stuff on, goes to the FF. And, uh, he talks about how, you know, he can't slow down because, you know, he's, trying to get back to Mary Jane and leaves the FF bumps into Captain America, Captain America and him have a conversation. There's a fight that ensues. Um, and then Peter says, Norman says he wants to help. Peter shows up at Norman's workshop says, I, you know, he needs help, help me. And that's the end of the issue. We cut to the next issue, which, um, picks up, where the last issue left off where Pete, a little bit, not quite where the last issue left off. Uh, we get, it's been like a month or something or a couple weeks. Yeah. It's been a couple weeks. It says it's been a year. Uh, Peter's at the FF headquarters. And he's um, stealing something. They're talking about how the defenses don't work because Peter Parker's considered family. He, uh, you know, they, they throw up these bars, Johnny, blasts them and and ends up helping Peter escape. Peter escapes to uh, to Jersey where we see the updated spider armor thing Mabobber using the uh, spider the spider tracer thing that they uh, 
he, he brought. So Peter gets thrown um, to this other multiverse spot. Kamala Khan, because they're in Jersey City, is wondering what Norman Osborn's doing there. There's a brief interaction between Rabin and uh, Peter. Peter shows up and um, uh, Mary Jane and Paul are fighting. Paul has been apparently stabbed by Rabin and uh, Peter attacks Rabin, gets stabbed, falls over. Peter tries to kiss Mary Jane. Tells her that a lot's changed and that the kids are scared. And MJ says to Peter, they're my family. And that's the end of the issue. So that's how the air. Well, ah, no laughter. That is the uh, end of the issue. This is why I read manga now. Zach sounds dumbfounded by these books. Um... Okay, Adam, <laughs> what's your grade on these? Uh, I feel somewhat generous. Uh, it the two are B's, I would say. B's. Okay, Adam gave it a B. You gave the last issue a B too. So this arc so far has been a pretty B arc for you. Yeah. Um, I'm it's gonna right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say C plus for me. Um, the first issue I felt like was a C, um, first issue of this arc felt like a, a B plus, but, uh, these two, both issues, it felt like C's, uh, they just didn't, they were very painfully impressed. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I just did not like them in terms of how the explanation, Peter, Peter's desperation feels odd. And his actions are so haphazard. And I get that he's trying to get back to Mary Jane. Um, yeah. And, and Mass brings up a good point. Most None of the conflict in this book is necessary. Peter could have just talked to the FF or Cap. He could have literally told them about what's going on. Fearing tie dilation. The heroes literally don't Jay personally. But if you, you know, lives through since past, this is not. Again, since past or... Um, Call conspiracy certainly far worse than this. Um, see, I don't hate Rabin. I, I didn't hate the first story with Rabin. Rabin was literally not uh, again. Um, oh, it makes no sense because we haven't heard the story yet. The story happens next issue. The way this is structured, I don't like. Um, because yeah, kind of, I don't know. The, the structuring is kind of odd. Maybe if like we got this earlier, but I guess it should not have taken. Should not have taken a freaking year to get this. I'm sorry. Should not. This is not something that warranted thus far waiting a year to get the resolution. Bankman brings up a point. He says he's just going to say it. Zeb Wells made this BS mystery box to justify the status quo he wanted. And a year later, they had to come up with the actual backstory. This story is what we got. It it has been revealed that he that's exactly what he did. Uh, he mentioned that on a on a More or less, uh, yeah. 
in a interview is that they kind of set up the status quo and then they worked their way backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't know what they were going to do. I think that explains some of the little bit minor inconsistencies between issue one and here. Um, because again, uh, also the way they write these, they don't write them in order the way, the nature of which um, these books are written is that you're writing three stories at one time. So you might be finishing work on this story. You've plotted a third story and you're scripting your second story. Yeah. That was what, that was basically some inside baseball from slot uh, a couple weeks ago. He said that on CBR, I believe. And on, on Twitter before he left Twitter. I don't know if he's still on Twitter or not, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, Marvel, that's who wanted it. <laughs> I, I, you guys can, in the comments, I know you guys can sit there and ask who wants this, who wants to be a part of this? Why? But a boom. Um, uh, Radiac says what irks him is the unfounded reasoning for Peter to act the way he did. Really did not care about the MJ thing is the real problem is making Peter unreasonable just to force the story to fit. Um, it is hard. the, the unreasonable thing. It, it's, it's hard to, I guess it's hard to justify, but the thing is they try to justify it with the whole time. Weirdness is the problem Yeah, yeah. because he thinks he's been gone for a week. He actually somehow like is back in time, like back where he started so he's like, oh, well, this is serious. For every yeah. moment I waste here, MJ could be, you know, close to death. <laughs> so I think, I guess it it makes sense there, but it also does, it's it's difficult to, uh, it, it's difficult. <laughs> So I will, I will say that these issues are very fast paced and it they seem to um that mimicking Peter's mindset through this through these two issues I think I think the the pacing of the issues does a good job of um mimicking that Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> uh Chris what do you think on this? What's your, what's your grade? So I'm not coming across completely negative. Someone said on Twitter, I'm too negative. Um, I mean, John Romita's artwork is amazing, as always, in this True. issue. In the last one. Agreed. Like, really good stuff. Um, top notch, a thousand times better than whatever he was doing at DC. <laughs> The story, Zach is correct, has taken way too long to be told. This is like, um, this isn't like one moment in time where we finally got that story like six months after, brand new day, one more day. This, both these issues, and I said this in chat, this is why people hate modern comics sometimes, or currently hate what Marvel does. Um, 
why isn't Peter working with the Fantastic Four? Because that's the way the writer's writing it. Because we have to get him in bed with Norman Osborn, which is exactly what he is. He's in bed with Norman Osborn. Because what? We need to sell gold goblin toys? I don't get it. Okay? Yeah. That is why. We need to sell a new figure. We gotta sell a new Spider-Man freaking toy. You know, that's why he's got the goofy looking costume with the goblin glider, because we gotta sell a toy. Even though I haven't seen that toy on shelves yet, by the way, and there's no gold goblin toy out there. I mean, it'll be a year from now. It takes about a year for them to develop it. Sure. Maybe we'll get the skin in the upcoming Spider game. You know what I mean? There'll be a there'll be a gold goblin something happening in that that game. Whatever. We'll we'll probably get the the Oscorp suit in the new game if I had to guess. Maybe. I mean, it's 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 like any other time of day. Do you remember the end of the original volume of Amazing Spider-Man? It was Peter trying to stop the Gathering of Five, and he went to Reed Richards for help for something with Aunt May. And Richards helped him, helped him to stop Norman Osborn. And we just feel like we're completing the complete opposite of that. I mean, Peter's been a member of the Fantastic Four and the Avengers. There yeah. is no reason why this shouldn't be written as like Reed and Tony and you know Hank Pym or no, sorry, Hank is dead. I'm sorry. Um, you know, whoever's on the X Men that's a techno brainiac person comes together to help Peter. Because Spider-Man is a hero that deserves the help of his comrades, without question. The fight with Captain America is completely unnecessary. Like that should be a fight he's having with Norman Osborn. I get they're trying to yeah. make Norman like a, like okay. I mean they're turning Norman Osborn into Lex Luthor, and that's fine. It works sometimes with Lex Luthor. It's happening currently right now with Lex Luthor and Sp- Superman. If you read current issues of Superman, Lex Luthor and Norman Osborn are the exact same person right now. I'm not even kidding, except for one's in jail and one's free. <sighs> well, and look, I mean, Norman, since since his return, they've made him Lex Luthor light. Right, and, 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 and I'm not even the- kidding. Read current issues of Superman, which are amazingly well-written by Joshua Williamson, and, and Lex Luthor has handed over LexCorp to Superman to get Superman to do better, be a better hero, be the hero Lex Luthor wants him to be. Obviously, Lex Luthor's got some ulterior motive and plan, and that's fine. In the meantime, Superman has access to all of Lex Luthor's stuff to be the hero, better hero. And it's like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> it's the same thing with Norman Osborn. He's handing Peter the keys to Oscorp to allow him to do whatever he needs to be the better Spider-Man. Yeah. Which I great. don't understand, though, why it is. I am, I am every month waiting for that new issue of Superman, whereas every issue of Spider-Man, I'm just dreading what's going to happen next. And it, the shit hit the fan with these kids. I, I, we, we all had like some idea of like, oh, maybe they're like a piece of Peter and Mary Jane through some type of mystical, magical, whatever. They're there. You know, maybe it's the children they never had from the future, whatever. Whatever the scenarios we came up with last time are all wrong. They're Mary Jane's kids. And short of them being murdered by somebody, they're, they're here to stay. Or they're revealed to be rabbits missing arms, a la like the Scarlet Witch and what happened to her kids. If everyone remembers that in West Coast Avengers. Right. These kids are here to stay, and that's the end of the story. I don't think they're here to stay. I'm gonna I, inha- I, I'm gonna I'm I'm pulling a Neil here. I'm gonna I'm gonna use some of you know you think it's Neil's, gonna, okay. Neil's terminology. I'm gonna Did anyone see Evil Dead? I don't I don't think that I I don't know if the kids are hers yet. We still don't know that. 
the, okay. the wording is vague. That last page, the wording's vague. We're going to get the hard answers next issue, which, you know. Here's what I'm hoping happens to these children and uh, Mary Jane's boyfriend. Has I'm anyone seen Evil Dead Rise? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Okay, there's a scene in Evil Dead Rise that I seriously hope happens to all these characters. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so, okay, let's, let, that's a little, it's a little extreme. So I, I agree. I agree with what Vinkman says. Again, the reason for all these rock stupid character. I don't agree with that. That part rock stupid character decisions is because this is what the story Marvel wants. Um, <laughs> so listen, oh, you want my grade? You want my grade? Yes. What's your grade? I, yes. The art is an A. The story, the, 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 what is happened? The plot line. I can't comment on the story because the story is not over yet, but the plot line is an absolute F. Art A. Plot f okay all right so if you if you add those two up and average them it's probably c minus d plus probably uh but yeah no so got paul coming on he's gonna come on here in just a few minutes so here's the god God, you guys are getting freaking so gnarly in the comments right now um okay my thoughts are simply this i mentioned it earlier it's a c plus for me because there's just not i don't care like i didn't care about this when it happened i was annoyed when it happened you guys if you've listened to those old episodes at the beginning of this of this era of of wells like once this arc is done we're going to start the new season for spidey spidey dude um, experience and you know this is kind of the the jumping off point of that season <sighs> my my biggest gripe is like you say fantastic four should have been consulted avengers i mean if he said to cap listen this is personal i need this you know i i'm in a race against time if he says the same thing to to fantastic four they'd have been fine with whatever oh we lost chris um chris is back um i'd have been fine with the i'd have been fine with the story but the the way the fantastic four are being written and they're reacting to Peter. It doesn't make any sense. And so I just feel like that this story could have benefited from a, from a actual editor because the, one of the points that you've made Chris, and that I feel like that everybody has made that I can, that I can tell so far as is um, the plot is driving the characters. The characters are not driving this plot the plot is what the, what the writer wants and, and the characters are re are, are all acting in a very reactionary manner. Peter's in a very reactionary mode. And instead of being proactive, it's a, it's Peter Parker being reactive. And it's, that's just not the type of Peter Parker. I like to, I like to read. That's why it gets a C plus that, that and the decompression. So, um, Paul, 
Man, Hello. this is like sounding like a this is sound like super dreary over here, man. Uh it's been I, I the the chat has been should very I, should, tonight. Should I, should I just should I just leave? I mean, I don't know, man. I just, it's like, everyone sounds like a super bummer right now. I mean, it's as like long no as energy. we don't attack as long as we don't attack each other for our opinions and only attack those who hurt us, writers and plotters and editors at Marvel, then we're fine. No, I'm kidding. Oh my, oh my, oh <laughs> don't attack God. them personally. Just leave your opinion and then walk away. Yeah. So, hello yeah. Paul. Give us Hi. your thoughts. Let us How you doing? tell us what uh, what you think on this. Um, can you still hear me? Yes, I can still hear you. Can you still hear me? All right, okay, cool. I was yes. sure. Um, so we're on issues 20, is it 23 and 24, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. So am I do? am I giving my, my grades for each issue or just for like issue 23? You can give individual grades. Okay. Um, you know, to be honest, I think like the arcs have been, where do I start? I, I got to grab my issues here. I, I just read this the other day and I avoid, I'm very thankful because I, I, I get to avoid a lot of like garbage online from people, whether they love it or hate it or whatever. And like I said, I'm very thankful that I can avoid all that crap. And um, I don't know. I I feel like I'm always in the middle of how I feel about this stuff for the most part. And I, I got to tell you, like, and I've, I said this in our chat group the other day on our text group. The thing is with, with, with this series is that it's not at least for me like like I disagree I disagree with what you're saying like you have to have like characters drive the plot you know the plot drive the characters I don't need that I want a variety because sometimes you want more character stuff sometimes you just want like a cool fun story like you it, it, or sometimes it's, it's both right and so for me Spider-Man works always and I just want a good story no matter what and I know everyone's gonna you know could say the story sucks whatever I whatever um I, for the most part, like the overall story that Zeb Wells has been writing for this whole, like his whole arc. And, but, and I've said this, but I'll start with my negative things first. And we've talked about this on the, on, on the show before, and I've talked about it here, is the main problem with Zeb Wells for me and, and, and his, in his run is that it's, it's just decompressed. Is it like it takes, instead of giving, you know, basically, I think issues 23 and 24, they could have been probably, I mean, with a little bit of you know fidgeting around, you could have made this one comic book. The problem yes. is, is that, and the, and the problem is, is that I, I don't know if, if maybe they're giving like I don't because Jr. Jr. is working for the plots. He's not. It's not like he's driving this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if it's just like they're you know they're trying to like pad things a little bit. It definitely feels like they're doing that, and it just it doesn't feel like there's a lot of meat on the bones of each issue but when i read these issues like back to you know back to back or um you know three comics in a row and reread them they read very well in my mm. opinion and i and i do think that the problem is we're getting this month to month or every couple of weeks which i prefer I, I like that personally um more um that being said I just do feel like there's meat in these comics. The problem is the, there's just not a ton of meat on it. So you, it just doesn't really satisfy you completely. It's not bad. You like the meat. It's just not enough on there to be like to fill you up for, to satisfy me. And it makes me go, I can I get, get that both those uh, chicken legs back to back instead of like, waiting 20 minutes each to eat them. You know, it's, just, it, it, mm-hmm. that's the thing. That's the thing with these comic books is that 
they're not bad. The art is gorgeous. But when, mm-hmm. you, when I'm looking at the art, like if I'm looking through the comic where Peter comes back and he's like freaking out, you know, looking for MJ, it's like a lot of, there's just not a lot. Like, like for instance, when he first wakes up, just like a couple built, like a couple captions of like th- four words. And it's, and I'm not saying you have to pad things out, like just to make it whatever, but there's just not a lot like going on. Like, the part you know there's, there's just something it's just there's not a lot of like inner monologue i would love to get in the headspace of these characters it's... more than what i think um than i think that what zeb or in honestly that's zeb but a lot of writers in uh in comics do and i think zeb really could benefit from getting into peter's headspace more and other characters headspace more so that's my biggest criticism of the book and it's a it's a decent criticism so I don't want to, you know, pat it and be like, no, it's it's a great, it's this book is great, it's 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 flawless. No, no, there's there's legit problems of like decompression, and I don't know, it, it's not been all the time, but it's definitely been more apparent in this arc to me than that other one. So that's that's my main my main problem with the, the this these couple issues. Now that being said, I, I really liked like I got to tell you, we we've criticized for a long time you know, the whole six month thing, which I think was a mistake. And <clears throat> to be honest, I almost feel like we're doing spoilers and everything. I almost feel guys, maybe they should have done this arc from the beginning and have Mary Jane stay there and then have Pete spend a long time trying to like get Mary Jane back, piss off all his friends. We see that in real time. And then yeah. when he comes back, you know, like then you see this whole thing. And then people can be outraged or whatever because people yeah. can be outraged for any reason, right? So, so that to me would have been better because the to me the mystery, it was it was interesting. I actually like what we've gotten a lot. The problem is it just it was the, the weight of getting there was obnoxious and mm-hmm. it, it was it worth it. Eh, I don't know, but it's not a bad story. It's interesting, and I like this whole it, idea it, of like, go ahead. It sets itself up to fail. And by 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 what you're what the point you're making to me is is that it set itself up to fail by giving it this arbitrary six month rule, where we you know jump ahead six months because you're right if we had gotten this from from the beginning and and really leaned into the stakes the stakes don't feel organic because we know at the end of this part of the story. Mary Jane and Paul show back up. Mm-hmm. Mary Jane and Paul, Mary Jane and Paul are there and are a part of Peter's life moving forward. So we know that whatever the stakes are, we know that the kids survive. We know MJ survives and we know Peter and Paul survive. Yeah. Well, and so, and like, you know, and the thing is like, I love the, what's the guy's name? Not the, what they call him first, the first, they first call him. Whatever his name is, the the guy with the beard, Wait, uh, like Rabin. like Rabin. Um, yeah. Rabin. Um, there's like, I mean, I like all this stuff. It's interesting. It's fun. It's different. I, I like when people can put Spider-Man in different situations, and it makes it work for me. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, sinuses, sinuses are killing me right now. Um, and the thing is that, like, I like the whole. I, I loved when Spider-Man showed up with Reed Richards. And it's like, I'm going to take this. He goes, you know, he's like, well, you wouldn't let me take it. He's like, well, you didn't ask. He's like, well, can I have it? He's like, no. And then he's like, all right, see, exactly. And he's, he, then he's, you know, puts web in his eyes. That was hilarious. 
um, you know, there's I I loved like the fact that he. I will say this: I'm I love the fact that Peter was willing to sacrifice everything for his Mary Jane. He sacrificed. He's sacrificing his friends, his 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 like freaking idol, his mentor, and Captain America. Which, by the way, when he did that at Cap, that was awesome. I'm like, yes, because in my opinion, Spider-Man should be able to take out Cap, no problem. Well, yeah, Not no problem. Not no problem, but. Like he, he has superpowers and Captain America doesn't. <laughs> well, no, you know he, he Cap does. He just it's just you know, it's Spider Man just got a lot more going on than. than but I mean, whatever, right? I I just think if yeah. push comes to shove, Peter like holds back a lot, and then when he doesn't hold back, he like he, he's pretty damn strong. I anyway. I did not like that whatsoever, especially considering how many times we see Cap and Peter, you know, teaming up, like at the airport to uh, to save Doctor Doom from a from a terrorist bombing or maximum carnage. Where Cap is like, "Hey, son, it looks like you could use a hand." Well, see, just, that, that that makes and he betrays see, Iron Man in Civil War to help Captain America. Right, but dude, that that to me, but that shows you. See, this is where I disagree because this shows you. How, how powerful his love of Mary Jane is. And when it, and I got to tell you, man, like, if someone came between me and my daughter, like, I, like, it, all bets are off pretty much with everyone in my life. And yeah. you know what? Like, it, that's the thing. If, if your loved one, something gets between that, if it is if it is someone, like, even as you respect and love, like, Captain America, like, yeah, F off. He throws... If no, if if you're not reading Dan Slott's current run on Fantastic Four at the time that the story was taking place, Human Torch had a little bit of a of a flame problem. He couldn't turn it off, right? Because right. of Doctor Doom. Yeah, it, well, and, and and the thing is, for me, is I, I liked seeing Spider-Man willing to sacrifice <laughs> he could to get back to Mary Jane, and I think what's really what adds to me, I, I do like this whole idea. I like this whole story. I just wish they would have done it at first because like you said like you said mm. Zach, we already know the payoff is but i don't believe the payoff either to be honest i, I still don't I, I we all don't i mean we all know most know we all know people think that paul and mary Jane are really all this and it's like come on guys get real um well, that's all we I still say. don't i mean we'll find that out next issue i guess <laughs> yeah so yeah, um, we're gonna find it out definitely next issue also, I gotta, free- I gotta book it. I was waiting for Paul's uh, review to, to book it, his rating. Oh, okay. So um, I'm gonna give both these issues basically. I'd say a B. I'd say B minus. I think B minus is a good solid. Like, I think the the decompression, the fact that it's just there's not a lot of meat on these on these comics, but they're not bad. I just wish they had. I wish they would have crammed more into the here. There's a lot, I think there's a lot of cooler stuff, a lot of cool stuff you could do with the fact that you, with more talking, more fighting with Captain America and, and Peter, like, you know, of talking about and, and really expressing Mary Jane's, you know, everything, you know, all that stuff. I, I just feel like they, they could have given us a, a lot better um, a way of, of condensing it and make it a lot more impactful and meaty. But at the same time, you know, they got quotas, they got monthly issues and deadlines and, you know, so that's where I think that that goes with that. So I say a good solid B minus for all these issues. There's not, not a bad score. I just wish they would be a little bit more meaty, but I still enjoyed them. All right, Chris, you got to jump off. Uh, you want to yeah. give everybody a plug for your uh, next upcoming episodes of uh, Salvi Center? Yeah, we are about to. We just ended. Uh, we're wrapping up uh, Robbie's uh, prison stint. 
in uh, with his uh, future brother-in-law Tombstone. Very funny to talk about that they're bro- they're going to become future brother-in-laws, but they uh, went to prison together. Um, and we're about to start the uh, what was that? Uh, yeah, father-in-laws. Father-in-law. Sorry, father-in-laws. Um, yeah. But brother brother-in-laws too, right? Would they become brother-in-laws? Uh no, they just would be. Robbie will be um, what Janice's father-in-law, and right. But what will he be to Tombstone? Uh, Robbie won't be anything but, you know, they're related by marriage. Okay, okay. So anyway, we're wrapping that up, and we're about to start the Cosmic Spider-Man Acts of Vengeance storyline. Love it. Yeah. So uh, and um, there the um, there 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 might be there might be something coming. After the episodes are recorded and edited in the can, um, a uh, very music-themed uh, uh, show to the network, limited series too, because it will eventually run out of content. But uh, Zach and I have been talking about it, and I have a decent partner on for at least the first three episodes. So there you go. So uh, look forward to that. It's going to be be over on Spidey-Dude.com/slash/SabiSemaPodcast. So. Check it oh, out. No, that the 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 other thing will be its new show. Oh yeah, yeah. There'll be a new show that's um uh gonna be separate. Sorry, it's a separate yes. show. We'll just call it Web of Music for now. <laughs> web of Music. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll figure. We got Web time. of Carnage. We have Web of Carnage starting soon. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, work in title, work in progress. Uh, more to come. So. When we have it all firmed up, we'll have uh, graphics and stuff ready to go. We'll talk about it more next time. You're next once we get closer to uh, actually it coming to fruition. So, looking forward to it, Chris. Uh, I'll let you go, and uh, we'll see you next time here on the show. Good night. And by the way, just just as a quick FYI for a couple people who texted me who were listening, saying, "Dude, you compared Mary Jane and the kids and that 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 guy Paul." to what happened in Evil Dead Rise is pretty extreme and hardcore. I'm just going to point out Marvel already did something like that. Let's go back to that West Coast Avengers storyline and talk about uh, Scarlet Witch's kids and the demon that they're from. So I'm not talking about anything extreme that Marvel didn't already do with children. So So we'll see what happens. Um, We'll definitely cover it on the next episode. So bye, buddy. Bye. Talk to you soon. All right, so and then there were back to three, so <laughs> right. we've had four and three. Neil came on for a few minutes. Um, I want to real quick. I want to touch on the decompression issue, and I want to pick Paul's brain about something uh, quickly. So, Paul, you say that these two issues, in particular, and Zach has said this too, are, are decompressed, and I I pretty much agree. I, yeah. I want to know your opinion based on the other stuff you're reading from Marvel month to month. Mm-hmm. How does mm-hmm. it compare? Well, I, I I think I brought up, I think in our text group about how Dan Slott is the opposite. He, right. he crams a yes. lot, which, which again, in, you, I know there's a lot of people who watch the show or hate <laughs> Dan Slott with a passion, which is fine, whatever. Um, but say what you want about Dan Slott. He gives you your money's worth. As, as far as I'm concerned, I, mm-hmm. he, he knows how to put a lot into a comic book without, in my opinion, going too overboard. Again, that's, it's a, it's in a wary, you know, way to vary this to person to person. But I think for the most part, if you look, he at least gives you a lot to do, which a mm-hmm. lot of writers did back in the day. Um, I think it's comparable in some ways because I feel 
that is a problem in, in modern comics in general, honestly, Adam. I, I don't mm -hmm. think it's it's just a, an isolated ASM issue. Right. <clears throat> I think it's, you know, I because I, I look at like Jed McKay's Moon Knight. Yeah, I was like, I'm wondering about that. Like, how does it compare to that? Oh, it's it's about. I would say Jed's probably a little bit more. He puts a little more in his comics, but mm -hmm. there's some issues where I'll I'll blow through it in like minutes. We're mm -hmm. talking like four or five minutes, and I'm like, wow, that, that was, I'm done. Now, part of it's a, it's a page turner because because Jed McKay writes a damn good Moon Knight. His Moon Knight's great, but it does get like a little decompressed, and mm -hmm. there's not a lot going on. But I still enjoy it. I still like it, and that's now decompression is is is. You know, it's not it's not new to comics mm -hmm. necessarily, but I, I feel that that's kind of like the go to right now. Sure. And I'll never, you know, I always go back to the history of comic books back in the day um, when you read those old like Silver Age, you know, titles or their like, Golden Age titles, excuse me, into the Silver Age. You know, there's like twelve panels on a page, and yeah. and what one of the things that artists said that I thought was really interesting is that they thought the more panels they put on a page, the more people or, you know, more people would got out of what they bought. Like they almost felt like they were buying something like, Oh, there's so much on this. I'm going to buy this. Like I, they, I got my money's worth kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I and, and now listen, comics is an art form. I don't want to say like, you need to do this to do that. Like I I'm an artist. I'm a creative person myself. Never put people in a box. Right. But I definitely feel there needs to be more of a balance with that, and you really, sure. and I think especially when you're doing commercial art, I definitely feel like you need to really consider that a little bit more opposed to like let's just do what I want. Which again, I I, don't, I think the artists and the creative people should do what they want for the most part. Yeah. But I think you should also try to you know try to give people a little bit more. Like I think you could easily give people more by making Peter talk more about his feelings about Mary Jane. I mean, I know he's trying to let the panels speak for themselves and that, and they do, but that's the whole thing. It's a marriage. No comics is a marriage of, of words and pictures, make those pictures. You don't want to just rehash what's, you know, on the picture, but get into the, his psyche a little bit more, get into what's freaking him out. Like what, what, you know, maybe talk about uncle Ben and the fact that you lost uncle Ben and you don't want to lose Mary Jane too. And, and, you know, and, and you've sacrificed so much, you know, for you and Mary Jane to, to get to this point, you don't, you can't lose her now. Like get more into that headspace, but Agreed. you don't. And, and that's the, and that's the problem I think. And I think there's, and again, we talked about this before Adam and I've said like, you know, what happened with being able to go into uh, other people's heads besides the main character, right? right. Like that's yeah. the thing about word balloons that I love so much. Mm -hmm. It's like thought bubbles. You could go into people's heads uh, and not you, have to worry about, Go ahead, Zach. I, I completely agree with what you're saying here. It's it doesn't feel like it's earned. His his actions it's earned because it's all subtext, and you're not getting into his head and going, I, I you know, I've got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. He's just doing this, and to everybody well, else, he's just being an ass. I I don't see, and this is where I disagree with you. I I don't I don't agree with that necessarily either because I do feel like it's earned. The difference is that it's just not it's just not as meaty as it could be, and I think that's the sure. problem. Is that that, that I, probably I, is the problem actually? Because I think yeah. I think what he's doing does kind of make sense. I said Absolutely. it earlier. I said it earlier. Like when he realizes that the time, uh, the passage of time is different in the alternate dimension. It's a race against time, and I feel like the pacing of the issues and 
everything he does kind of reflects that. But I, I probably what's rubbing people the wrong way, not only it's because it's with these people that he's going against people that he trusts. And then mm-hmm. he turns to his greatest enemy in the end because he's the only one that'll help him because he's burned those bridges, unfortunately. But I think uh, the the problem is that like if if we did have a bit more, then maybe people wouldn't be as upset about it. <laughs> or if Paul, like you said, if this story was actually if we were getting this from the beginning and we saw the journey of the bridges being burned and we lead up to this moment of the reunification and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, no, exactly. That's exactly it. I think the thing is, I mean, listen, people are going to have problems with this because Mary Jane and Peter aren't together. And you add, like, people yeah. are going to be upset about that. And, and listen, that's, that's within their right. They can hate it. That's fine. I'm not saying that, but for people who want to, you know, enjoy comics and just take it as it goes. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, Mary Jane and, and Peter will be back together at some point, very soon. At some point, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's just, it, they're going to get me, they're going to get married again. I promise you, it's going to happen. Uh, it, it's just, it's inevitable at this point, in my opinion. I've said it for a long time. Um, you know, it, even even when, when when one more day happened, I'll never forget. I was like, it's going to happen. One, it may be here a long time. It's going to happen. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I think that people like just need to realize that I, I do think there's mistakes in this run, but it's not inherently a terrible story. I mean, to me, I don't think it is. I've read way worse in comics and everything. So, um, you know, I, I think the thing is, is that we want, we, we like, like you, Zach, I will say, I, I think when people want to feel earned, you know, I, I think you're also trying to say the same thing. It's like, you want, you just want more of what's, what's, what you're, what they're showing you. They're just not. And, and it does yeah. suck. Like that, that, people, that, they should give us more. People want it to make more sense than it does, because for some people, it's not making sense. And yeah, it, right. it's it's a give and take kind of like you can figure out ways to make it make sense. Like even how it is, I mean, it. it I feel like it makes sense now, and it also doesn't make sense now. Like I get, I get the whole like. I feel like you could argue that this is. You could argue either way that this is the plot driving the characters or the characters driving the plot. It just really depends on your perspective. I know that kind of sounds like wishy-washy, but I feel like you could it, I feel like you could definitely say this is the characters driving the plot or at least like the characters acting in character for this plot if you maybe gave us a little more. But, you know, the problem is, is it's 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 halfway. It's yeah. not it, it, it is it is all have that was you know that's what donovan said on twitter essentially <laughs> he's like yeah. oh i see where both sides are coming from you know and what mcnulty says here in the chat he says problem is there's a story is an extended flashback and we already know the outcome the sense of urgency peter has actually comes across as force and falls because peter i disagree with that 100 percent well, well because, but again, be, because we didn't get this story in the beginning, going back to the point you made earlier, Paul, there's definitely danger, but yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> See, be, listen, McNulty, with all due respect, as a fellow Washingtonian to another, I disagree because listen, here's the deal. <clears throat> I, I just don't go back to my original point, the way he's acting, how I react Put in a situation where I was, I, I got separated from my family, and I was going to do, I, I would raise, I would do everything I, it took 
to get to where my get my family back. And that's what Peter's at. It does not seem forced at all. It 100 it 100% seems practical and everything for him to be in that fight or flight mode. And I think people maybe just don't put themselves in that mode like that idea that Peter is like maybe he's too good for that, like you know, to be too to be above reproach maybe if that makes sense like i i I get it i respect it but peter also what what do we love peter parker for he's one of us he's an everyman and we've always said peter's had a temper and the with oh he shows off that temper to norman and issue 23 (laughs) and and cap too and here's the thing man like but it's more sad it's more sad with cap that's the thing (laughs) yeah i'll be honest i think it's it's almost more i think it's kind of sad still with the with Norman a little bit. I got to tell you, Norman. Maybe because it's because it's in front of Aunt May too. with Norman. Yeah, yeah. It, like they've really they've really made me turn on to, to Norman as this character right now. This characterization of Norman. Like I don't I know it's not going to last, but I, I'm kind of into it. Um but here's the thing. Like there's because because Peter is an everyman. We you know or he because he's been a superhero for so long, we forget that he is the everyman sometimes, I think. In my opinion, people forget that. And I think that you have to remember that for, if this was you in that situation and you had your loved one and you had separated and something similar in that, in that, not like that literal thing, but like you, you got separated in like a war or, you know, like all of a sudden you guys were, you know, you'd be like, I don't care. I'll take the effing bullets. I'm going to get my wife back or my husband back or whatever, right? Or my kid back. You're going to do whatever it takes to get them back. And that's what Peter's doing. And he's, he's like, fight or flight. Like, get me here. What do I have to do? do this later he's like i don't care pete or he's like cat get the hell out of my way that's all relatable man like if you've loved someone enough to like die for them like i, I can tell you right now like i die for my wife and my kids without heart heartbeat like they, someone came to me and said like you have to give up like your heart and your organs for your family I'd be like just i'd be like i'd take my shirt off and go go just don't there'd be no hesitation so if put myself in his shoes Better flight kicks in you bet your ass i'm gonna be like get the hell out of my way i'm gonna get get my wife back or my girlfriend back or whatever you know like it's gonna happen so i just i i struggle understanding and sympathizing with this is out of character for pete and it seems forced i just do because pete is an everyman everyman for the most part we're fallible and when we get pushed up against the wall we're gonna react and that's what pete's doing so that all works for me I want to say that, so I, I brought up the decompression because I had this epiphany when I was watching the comic binge last night, and Paul alluded oh, to this. My boy. Uh, I was thinking that, based, and you and Paul, you've kind of said this in this show, These and I think Zach has basically said it too, like, I think we're all kind of of this mindset that these two issues could have just been one issue. And I think that's the problem is that Zeb is writing two issues a month and, you know, a lot of titles are just one issue a month. So he's essentially mm-hmm. one issue into two. And yeah, we get some padding. We maybe don't get in a lot of meat. We get, you know, a fair amount, but it, like you said, Paul, it's like, Oh, not quite filling <laughs> maybe a little yeah, bit. Exactly. It feels like Doing one issue of work and splitting it in two, which probably makes sense because he has to have two issues out in a month. So it's like, well, how can I like put some stuff around this main plot 
half and then some other stuff around this second plot half mm-hmm. and you know, yeah so that's that's Rick why i wanted to bring up the we're us talking about the decompression and trying to compare with other stuff coming out right now and if if it's like similar different etc because i i think that you know because he has the extra workload he's kind of uh understandably taking like this this whole story could probably probably just be like four issues if it were once a month and we might feel a little differently about the pacing and the decompression yeah. and all that so anyway but but, but you know but it, it, that that's a great point because here's the thing too i don't feel like every every um arc he does is decompressed it, i think sure. it's there I, I think but i definitely think some parts are worse than others but like i think when he does more the of three, like a short yeah. yeah the three issue ones have been i think probably better than this because this is like about exactly this, this is going to be like six <laughs> yep exactly i feel i feel there is a little bit of like well i need to like stretch it out a little bit mm-hmm. whereas it's a little easier to do three issues because you can cram more you have to yeah. cram more into three issues opposed to six you see, you see what i'm saying like some and some people and, and again right. People say, well, yeah, dude, that's because the story exactly. doesn't warrant it. Here, but here's the problem. When you're doing monthly, you know, comic books, you have to like it's a it's a freaking conveyor belt, man. And sometimes it's just yeah. that this kind of stuff's gonna happen to even the best creators that you think are like are flawless. And I you know, I how many runs have we read of any kind of comic character creative team that like it's great, but there's gonna be like a couple times where it's like, oh. Like yeah, in these two years, this there was a stretch of like a couple, you know, three, four, five issues that were not the greatest, and you could tell they were kind of not phoning it in, but they were padding things up, or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's gonna yeah, be yeah. sacrifices because you, as a creative team, you're 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 paid to be creative, but you also have like a a very tight deadline. It's that's yeah. what makes mainstream comics so unique. Everyone is that. It's not just the fact that like you're you're writing for these main these, these characters have been around for you know almost a hundred years now. It's the fact that like you have to keep putting out this material and you have to it's you have to like you can't really stop. And then you have to be like, well, this is good enough, and then and, and just deal with it. And then you have to deal with a bunch of people on the internet being like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Again. It's like you know, it's so I mean like so it's you just kind of let to laugh at it because how many things in art deal with stuff like this right like think about it like how many how many art forms do this it's like television but really in television you have like a whole bunch of creative people you know supporting everything not just one person you see what i'm saying it's not just you know usually not on just one person to do it so i i just i my heart my heart goes out to these people a little bit but i i will say there needs to be i think and I'm not sure if it's editing. I don't. I don't really blame it, Nick Lowe on everything, but it I think could it would be. be. It, would, it would be. It's fair. I mean, that's the editor's job. Is like I, I believe. Exactly. Is, you know, mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Like looking at the story and being like, okay, well, this, this is good, but maybe like you know, do something here. I. I mean, I think. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing. And I think the where. And again, you're gonna get parts where there's um. I hear my daughter crying. She's so I just want to make sure she's okay. Um, the, the thing is with what you want to do is make sure that the best of your abilities, you're, you're putting your stories in, you know, up front, but 
if if you're not going to um if you're not going to put the time in and and put like if the story doesn't you know need it you, yeah you should definitely reformat your issues but the problem is you're trying to have to get to also to a legacy number right yeah and that's see this is and this is where we're all gonna you know and, and this is not just spider-man this is every this is every mainstream comic books problem i've read i've read too many comics in my day of mainstream you know superhero stuff where this happens it's not just spider-man it's every single thing and you know what there's gonna be some good execution of those things there's gonna be some bad execution of those things and i think right now we're getting more of this kind of a it's just okay kind of a thing to be honest i, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the greatest story I don't think it's the worst story by any means. I think, to be honest, guys, this is JRJR, some of his best Marvel art. In years. Yeah, I haven't talked it's about just, that, but there, there's some really good stuff here. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it, and, you know, I, I, I gotta tell you, I, it feels like we're back into like maybe not quite the JM, uh, JMS era, but right. we're close in that era. Like it was maybe a little bit after that, and I feel like. Mm-hmm. We're getting like some of his best work storytelling wise. I think some of his best work, I think just, you know, capturing, you know, characters and, and, and just, you know, rendering whatever, you know? Sure. So I, I think, I think we're getting good JRJR. I just think that that's some of the stuff is just not as tight. And let's be real. Zeb Wells is, is he's a comic writer, but he's, he's, he's kind of all over the place. I would, I would love to see JRJR with someone like a Jed McKay where sure. it was like, you know, yeah. Jed is like only writing comics that's his thing and they could really gel on each other. So, you know, but either way, I don't think it's been bad. So I, I think for me, I, I think the story will play better when you're reading it all at once. Cause probably. to me, that, the last thing I'll probably say about this for the most part is I think this is probably more of a trade and more of a thing for Zeb and like mm-hmm. how this will feel more like more meat on the bone as a whole opposed to just a monthly monthly you know or every couple of issues every couple of months or whatever uh every month um that kind of idea because i think because i've read the, these comics a bunch back to back um after they come out and they definitely feel better because when i blow through them i'm like i go to the next one i'm like oh, okay that wasn't as bad so you know but i will say that the first the issues 23 and 24 i read them back to back because I, I finally picked up my comics i was like oh these actually i read these like they they were very they were they were not they were interchangeable as far as that goes this whole this whole arc has been interchangeable but these two issues in particular they really bleed together like they they should have just been one issue yeah. in my opinion uh, so 100 100% this has probably the, been the my... double shipping strikes again i'm i'm very against it but they have to i think they have to keep doing it until they hit 1000 that's their mindset right now <laughs> yeah i i think that that is the that's definitely the mindset um okay so what we going to cover next episode uh i kind of talked about it earlier um we're going to cover the next episode we're going to talk about the free comic book day issue because that comes out next week the following week i think is when the new issue of asm comes out so we'll have two issues to talk about um the free comic book day issue is going to be previewing the next mega event so uh thanks mass appreciate it uh for joining us so if you guys anytime (laughs) yeah i mean we've had a really good turnout today tonight um it's been about nine ten people on the stream which is really good um 
better than most. I drove Kelly away with my uh, soundboard, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we'll be covering those two issues. We will um, uh, talk about the big 25th issue. Obviously, this is the big the big story. It's going to be an exercised issue, so there's going to be a lot of story to talk about, I think, with issue 25. And um, so I'm looking forward to it. We got uh, both JRJR and uh, Kari Andrews doing some artwork on the uh, oh, next yeah. on the next issue. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Walter says it needs more soundboard. Well, some people disagree with you, uh, but thanks, everybody. No, we don't need to take. You only say that, Vinkman, because Kelly says that. Anyway, um, <laughs> love you, Vinkman. Uh, all right. So without further ado, we're going to get uh, to wrapping up. Any final thoughts, Paul, Adam? Yeah, well, just really quick, I just want to say, I'm sorry, you know, I couldn't get here sooner, you know, family stuff, but I just want okay. to say how much I, pre- I appreciate, like, all you guys, like, because here's the thing, Spider-Man fans, as far as, I stay away from fandom. They're lunatics, they're lunatics, let's just well, be fair here. It's, it, bro, it's, well, I'll be fair, because it's, it's every fandom, like, there's going to yeah. be well, lunatics like Star Wars. fandom. It's like Star yeah, Wars, like Star too. Wars, <laughs> yeah, Star Wars, Batman's got them, DC's got yeah. Marvel's got them, they all, Superman. They, no one, no one is safe from lunatics. So, Very true. but, and I just, and that's why I, I try to find a community of people that are fair. Cause here's the thing, not everything can't be unicorns and rainbows and everything can't be the dog work, worst dog shit thing ever. You know, uh, every, every time someone writes something or puts out a monthly comic book, it's gotta be a balance. And you just gotta be fair. And I just want to say, I appreciate you guys for bringing like as much unbiased i think opinions zach i i really i really appreciate the fact you give me an outlet of that and you try you and you listen you know when you go out there you're not like well let me just argue with you because i have to be right because i hate this because i hate chasms and shit i hate you know, <laughs> you know like you know, no but seriously like I, the I, fact I, that, I hate chasms but <laughs> <laughs> I know you, but, but we're waiting we, for we, the chasm but, essays, the video essays. Listen, but, but the cool thing is, is that me and you can talk about it and like fully disagree 100% with each other and have a really cool discussion of like why we both feel that way and maybe try to get some insights. Again, not to convince us. People think when people debate and argue, you're trying to always convince the other person. That's not the, that's sure. not the point. They're trying to make people understand why you think you think the way you do. Okay, mm-hmm. I, like, and people always think of like you know it's a dunk on someone or to like, oh, I gotta prove how smart and funny I am. It's like no, 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 dude. Like when I argue and debate with people, like sometimes people deserve it. And I need to beat their ass. Sure, that, that's <laughs> fine. But like, but that that's not usually my case. My usually what I want to do is I want to like show people how I think so they understand my perspective on other times I come out because maybe that maybe it won't work the first couple times. Maybe they start understanding my perspective. They, it affects them at some point down the line. They go, you know what? Maybe that story isn't that so bad, like, a year later. Not, like, the moment you're arguing with them. No, that's never going to fucking work. So, I mean, the, my point is this. If you want people to understand your perspectives, don't be a dick. Explain yourself. You don't have to agree. Just be respectful. And, like, Zach and I, we can talk. And you can get heated. I can get, Adam, you saw us yesterday on the comic page. Me and Chris were going at it. Like, you know, whatever. And, like... <laughs> And, and after we went really Power well, Rangers right. fan, I was sad I was not a part of that stream. Well, I had no lie. idea you're a huge Power Rangers fan until like the last minute. So that whatever. You'll be back. Um no, but uh, the thing is dude, I I, I 
I, I, I listen, really, let me just, I'll wrap this up. I, I just, just want to, my, my final thing I want to say is I appreciate the Spidey experience so much because it's, it's fair, it's fun. And we really it's try to give, yeah, it's fair and balanced. And, you know, we just, you just gotta, honestly, it's, it's because there's going to be times where things are going to be just kind of eh, this average. And, you know, and that's, and something's going to be great. Something's going to be bad. And you just got to be able to acknowledge those things. And, and they, there's going to be sometimes when I'm going to think they're like complete dog shit. And they're going to be things are the greatest thing ever. So, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with either one of those things, but it's about just respecting, understanding and discussing. And I just not just saying like, it's not that you can just not like something. Right. And I have to always give it a million reasons for it, but don't just say you hate something and it's complete dog crap and this, and totally dismiss other people's ideas because People like things for different reasons and they find and they put themselves in situations of why they like something so much. And that's why I want people to, I know people are ragging on these issues so much, you know, 23 and 24. Chris was saying that, no, no, this is not, no offense to Chris, but it's like, I want him to know like, hey man, like I totally relate to Peter. That's why I'm like, I put myself in the Peter's shoes. I'm like, oh hell yeah, dude. Like I beat the shit out of everybody. Like get the F out of my way. Like. That's the thing. You just got to be that, that his perspective. That's my perspective. So it's just, I just really appreciate the fact that we can have this, these really cool conversations and we don't have to like hate each other and have to, all have to agree. And we can have good, solid conversation because it's about learning and I think adapting from each other. And that's what we're here on this earth for. And discussion, debating, arguing can lead to better understanding. And to me, that's a more leads to more harmony down the road. Maybe not immediate harmony, but eventual harmony. So uh, check me out, comment binge, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on uh, Twitter at Herman22, two ends, AKA P-Thug. And uh, yeah, I appreciate and love both of y'all. Adam, final thoughts? Um, I feel like these issues aren't really that bad. People are, you know, just gearing up for the worst. And I am kind of, sort of not really kind of dreading what's about to come <laughs> just because of the the potential uh nuclear reaction that might happen but uh i don't know i think it's i mean it's it's just comics <laughs> yeah it'll uh it'll work well, itself good. out eventually um and yeah add inch a lot of legs on twitter Spidey Dude Experience, like and subscribe. Go to the comic binge. Yeah, have fun. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this episode up. Thanks for watching. If you're watching us live here on YouTube, if you're listening to the audio edition, thank you guys again for listening to the audio edition. You can find us on Twitter at Spidey Dude Radio. You can find us on Facebook at Spidey Dude Network. Uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash Radio Network. Also, Spidey Dude Network on Rumble, if you like Rumble. Uh, phone number, if you want to have your voice heard on the program, is 818-925-6631. Before we get out of here, we always got to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash Network. We got our sensational tier patrons, Allison, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Catherine, Kale, Kegar, Laura Howard, Master Dramon, Phoenician, Scott, Vanessa, and Vicky. Thank you guys for being $5 a month patrons. And then we have our Spidey Dude VIPs. We got Scott, Sebastian, Vinkman, and Winnipeg, Winnipeg Webhead over in the com- I know he's down in the comments. 
course, check out all of our shows here on the Spidey Radio Network. If you are watching us live on the Comic Binge YouTube channel, you can find Books of X. That's the Patreon first show that talks about the Krakoan era of X-Men. We have our Spidey Vault series of Clone Saga Chronicles and Spectacular Radio, the show about Spider-Man and the Clone Saga-related characters and the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series. we got amazing Spider-Man classics uh, over on uh, Spidey-Dude.com. And Chris was already on here, but the Salby Sima era podcast covering Salby Sima's run on Spectacular Spider-Man from the beginning. Or from uh, Jeff the, uh, Dean De- Gina Wolf all the way to the Clone Saga. And, of course, Voices from the Eerie, a Gargoyles podcast. Also check out the next episode of Make My Mayday here on the Spidey Radio Network. Thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next time.